In my line of work, you got to keep repeating things over and over and over again for the truth to sink in, to kind of catapult the propaganda. It's time for the May 20th edition of Weekly Signals Weekly Review, a reality-based message force multiplier of current events compiled from the world's elite newspapers and blogs at NathanCallahan.com and ripped in part from Harper's Magazine at Harper's.org. I'm Nathan Callahan. I'm Mike Kaspar. And now, the news. The world species, Mike. You know the animals? Yes. The fuzzy-wuzzy things? Mm-hmm. The lizardy things? The lizardy things? The yeah. The, the slimy little... You know, the things that uh, that frighten and terrify me. Uh huh. The yeah. things that frighten and terrify me. They're declining at a rate unprecedented since the extinction of the dinosaurs, according to a uh, census of the animal kingdom. The Living Planet Index shows the devastating impact of humanity as biodiversity has plummeted by almost a third in the last thirty-five years. The report, produced by the World Wrestling Federation. No, I'm sorry. That's, that's <laughs> WWF. I always get them, you know, World, World Wildlife Federation. Yes, I, I understand. Yeah. World Wildlife Federation. Uh, yeah. Produced by the WWF, the Zoological <laughs> Society of London, and the Global Footprint Network said land species have declined by 25%, marine life by 28%, and freshwater species by 29%. That is just a staggeringly and horrible statistical analysis <coughs> mm-hmm. uh, not it's that it's a not that it's a flawed analysis it's just that the idea that we are rapidly becoming uh, alone stupid, uh, stupid. Yeah. our stupidity is multiplying exponentially here and at some point this will have consequences it, uh, we may not well, think it, it is uh, it has had consequences of course it has it will continue to have it will continue but the, at one point we may wake up one morning and realize that it, these things are irreversible mm-hmm. After years of legal wrangling, the Bush administration finally listed the polar bear as an endangered, endangered species. Well, they, they came up with it. You know, yeah, they, yeah. No, making I, the announcement, Interior Secretary Dick Kempthorne said the loss of Arctic sea ice could bring about the bear's extin- extinction within decades. So they had to be dragged kicking and screaming in uh-huh. the, the Interior Department into doing this. This is something that has been in the works for quite some time. Yep. They, uh, the, the polar bears have been planning their extinction now well, for, yes, for decades. For decades. And I, I don't, this uh, is the first time that, uh, that the Endangered Species Act has been invoked to protect an animal threatened by global warming. Now, in, in case you think, well, the uh, Bush administration might be coming to its senses. Uh, yeah. Uh, Kemp Thorne stressed that the move will not open the door to a policy changes on reducing emissions of greenhouse gases. And don't mistake this as an acknowledgement on the part of the administration that global warming is a real threat to the planet. Okay. Basically is what she's... I won't do that. The, the endangered species designation came a day before a court-ordered deadline in a case brought by environmentalists to force the White House to take action on the polar bear's survival. Yeah. There you go. Three of the world's largest agricultural biotechnology companies. Yes. That would be Bassif of Germany, Syngenta of Switzerland, and Monsanto of St. Louis Mo. Mm -hmm. Sought hundreds of patents on gene-altered crops designed to withstand drought and other environmental stresses. Part of a race for dominance in the potentially lucrative market for crops that can handle global warming. Yeah. That's a, that's, so we're going to make some money off of this We're going to make some money. Thank God. Somebody's going to make some dough off this. Now, one of the uh, side effects I'm sorry, of this, sir, but you can't buy corn yes. that will grow in this heat that we've helped create. Yeah. 
By the way, and these, this is the other the side effect of all this as well is that these companies like Monsanto are racing to essentially uh, commercialize nature. Uh-huh. They they change a gene or two in the potato uh, a potato crop and call it their own, and then they and then they force these farmers to buy their their seeds, their whatever their stock in order to the grow up ready crops. Yeah, so that in, so they're engineering the food supply around the world in order to suit a commercial uh, purpose here, not not to serve nature's purpose, but to well, serve not their to own serve food. my purpose. Their own. Very I want to eat. Yes, you want to eat. So if you're a farmer, you can't grow. Well, this, that's another whole discussion we could get into. But well, we then be know. quiet. Yes, I will. A 7.9 magnitude earthquake. We talked about this last week because I believe it had just happened. Yes. That's in central China. The death count is about 70,000 right now. Five million are homeless. Oh. Five million people are homeless in China right now wow. due to the earthquake. A three-day period of mourning was declared for the 130,000 dead or missing victims of cy- of cyclone, uh, what was the name of that? Nargis, Nargis. Which means, I believe, bloom. That's all right. Yeah, that's, you were wondering the other week what that meant. Yeah, yeah. Thank uh, you. In uh, Miramar, yeah. where the country's military junta, under protest by the United Nations, continued to turn away much foreign aid. Yep. The Pentagon moved forward with plans to build a new 40-acre detention complex on the main military base in Afghanistan, acknowledging that the U.S. is likely to continue to hold prisoners overseas for years. This would be Bagram, and if, for those of you uh, who have seen the film, you know that we're talking about Taxi to the Dark Side, Well, and, uh, the, in the documentary that won the Academy Award this year, Alex uh, Gibney's film, and there was a, a lot of it took place at Bagram where this particular prisoner was tortured to death. He was beaten to death by uh, U.S. officials, and uh, this is in keeping... With this new uh, base, though, with this new prison, they, they'll they be able to beat them more efficiently, well, I believe, yeah, and in more comfort. In more comfort. They'll be more, in more comfortable surroundings as they're being beaten to death, which is nice. Uh, but there are this... 630 prisoners now at uh, Kabul. Yeah. You know, at the, at at, the Bagram base. At Bagram. At the Bagram prison, I should say, which is north of Kabul. There's 270 in Guantanamo, just to give you some figures there. So there's almost three, two and a half times as many people there. And uh, this is in keeping with uh, something I heard over the weekend, which had to do with the idea that the U.S. is now ferrying these uh, so-called terrorist suspects to uh, prisons in in Iraq, and now it looks like Afghanistan, to put them essentially beyond the reach of the international judicial community, the U.S., uh, anybody who's trying to find... Some form of due process for these people is it's, uh, being uh, put out of their reach by doing this. Meanwhile, yes. Afghanistan's poppy crop, in terms of the acreage of land used for its cultivation, goes beyond anything Colombia's cocaine kings would have dared dreamed. It's the country's largest export, that is, Afghanistan's poppy yeah. crop. It's worth more than $4 billion per year, and it employs 3.3 million Afghans. So that sounds pretty good. That's like the General Motors of yeah. Afghanistan. You know, f- four years, five years ago when I heard this theory that uh, the U.S. had gone into Afghanistan in order to protect the poppy crop and uh, these people who uh, – by the way, there's an, there's estimates You're as high as – we're in favor of drugs here there, in the There's United estimates States? that as high uh, – the black market economy around the world, it's as high as a third of the world's economy now is considered black market, drugs, prostitution – Gambling, all the whole, all this stuff is is a third of the of the world's GDP. 
and and, and, and there's and, something and, wrong with well, that. No, and so this stuff has to grow somewhere. It uh-huh. has to be manufactured somewhere. And here is the U.S. Essentially, it, it, correct me if I'm wrong, but since we've gotten there, the production of, of poppy crop in Afghanistan has gone up exponentially. Yeah, I mean, without, it, it was down a bit under the Taliban. Yeah, and since we've returned, it's it's gone up. Crazy. Quite, quite, yeah. quite a bit. Crazy. I, I would say it's the most it's ever been there, although I don't know what well, they, they said, were producing decades ago. Well, they said, I remember last year they but... were saying it was a record crop. Yeah. And if it's gone up more than that. Yeah. So uh, you just, you don't want to believe these theories. You think that you just can't believe that they're true. But here you have it. Mm-hmm. Pentagon documents released by the Defense Department showed that White House officials, including Karl Rove, were aware of the domestic propaganda program under which the Def- Department of Defense coached retired military analysts to parrot administration views in television and radio appearances on the major networks. Yeah. You know about that. We know about but that. But we know that now, though, according to documents, mm-hmm. not according to hearsay, yeah. that Karl Rove was very much a part of that. I'm, we, we suspected it. We more than suspected it. We would have probably oh, bet our... Uh, bet money on that. Yeah, bet our sure. testicles on yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, this would be the Smith-Munt Act prohibits the federal government from appropriating funds to influence public opinion in the U.S., so he'd be in violation of that. There's also, I'm sure, a Hatch Act. Yeah, the Hatch Act. Violation. And uh, just for what it's worth, too, Dana Perino, you know Dana. Dana, who didn't know what the Cuban Missile Crisis, that Dana Uh, Perino, yeah. yeah, This would be George Bush's spokeswoman. Yes. Dana Perino. Uh She falsely stated that... uh, Of course she did. Yeah. (laughs) I'm sorry. The White House was unaware of the propaganda uh, program, where, in fact, they had documents... Hanging around. I think they're really closing in on Karl Rove. I think the Spiegelman thing, the, well, the I, I don't know if I can say what uh, Conyers said about uh, what they're doing. Yeah, with I don't Rose. think you can say that. But Conyers said something about uh, about Mr. Rove's backside yeah. and, and what they were going to do with it once they close in. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Which is even worse well, than yeah. uh, what goes through your mind right uh, now. No, I just. But they're, they're uh, yeah. going to spank it, I believe. Uh, we're going to spank it. Um, <laughs> But the uh, yeah, the, there's he's now about uh, Conyers is about to issue a congressional contempt um, um, yeah. issue. Well, uh, because Rove won't appear, he won't appear. Yeah, uh, he claims that this. I mean, they have him because he keeps claiming that the stuff that they want him to talk about, uh, he he either didn't do or he did when he wasn't in. He's not protected by executive privilege. Is I guess the point in all of this. Yeah. So, but he's claiming he has executive privilege, even though it doesn't relate to something that would have been under executive privilege. They're going to get him, and they're going to get him on the Spiegelman thing. He engineered this uh, Alabama um, yeah. governor being thrown in jail. I mean, Spiegelman. Spiegelman. Yeah. They're going to get him on that. There's about three or four other things. Uh, which... Well, there are deals to be made here. The price of oil remained at near record levels despite a promise by Saudi Arabia to pump an additional 300,000 barrels of crude oil a day. In exchange, Bush pledged U.S. support for a Saudi nuclear power program. As part of the deal, Washington will help Saudi, Saudi Arabia receive enrich, enriched uranium for it's, its nuclear reactors. So unbelievable. Enriched uranium to the country that gave us 17 of the 19 hijackers that piloted the planes into the Pentagon and the Twin And by Towers. all accounts, underwrote, the, the money was coming from Saudi. I'm not going to say it came from King Faisal or anything, but who knows? But it, they, the money was coming from wealthy Saudis to underwrite this operation. They were predominantly involved. 18 pages erased Redacted from the report, the nine eleven commission report on Saudi Arabia's in, uh, involvement in this, uh, and here here uh, Bush goes to Saudi Arabia hat in hand, 
genuflecting at the at the uh, the you know in front of the king. It's at, the confederacy of dunces we have really, running the country. Really stunningly unbelievable. So we're going to attack Iran because they might have a nuclear uh, program, and we're going to give Saudi Arabia all the technology they need to produce all the weaponry that they would ever want in the world, uh, which is uh, enriched uranium and such reactors. The Colombian government extradited 14 paramilitary leaders to the United States for trial on drug charges, which was unprecedented. It came as Colombian President Alvaro Uribe and the White House were seeking to win congressional approval of a controversial Colombian trade deal. Also came as they were looking into uh, Uribe's, is it son? Yes, I believe it's his son drug, who's in, well. He was involved in the uh, uh, the uh, killings, the uh, military, the paramilitary right. in in the. Uh, in I don't know if it was his son, but it was a relative. It was a close yeah. relative. I'm I'm not sure about that. A part, very close relative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A very very close. Well, relative. if it was his son, it would be a very yeah. close relative. I'm not sure it was. But, I think uh, it was. But the point yeah. being, yeah, the, and and could be brother. And also, I was I was going to spit out brother. And, and there, there's there's this. Provocative. His name is Uribe. Whatever it is. <laughs> well, and then there's this relate. There's this uh, situation between Venezuela and Colombia, yeah. and they're they're yeah. they're trying and to ratchet don't. up yeah. the tension there because they're just itching for something for for uh, Chavez, Chavez yeah. to do something so that because Colombia is armed to the teeth. We have been giving military aid way out of uh, proportion to any other country almost in the world, but certainly in South America. Heli- attack helicopters, all kinds of well, weapons. Not to mention the fact, remember last week we were reporting on the story of the Navy uh, mm-hmm. getting, uh, they're reconstituting the fleet down there yeah, again. Yeah. They've put a commander in charge. We didn't have a South American fleet. It was part of a, of a Atlantic fleet, I believe, at that time. Right. And now we, it's got its own commander. I think we're getting ready for some oh, action. Absolutely. And then and let's, just, let's just put this in another greater context, which is this is another narco state. That we have been giving money like crazy to and arming okay, them. So we got opium. We got, we got opi- our cocaine okay. covered. I mean, it seems like why can't uh, we get better uh, marijuana? Well, why do we have to produce it here in right. this country? Well, why can't we go to the Amazon to get our marijuana? We are pro- we are protecting. We are acting as protectorates for two narco two of the largest narco states in the world. I propose to you that marijuana is not a gateway drug. It is rather a drug that prohibits you. From using the other you, drugs because you're just too damn lazy to do any. You do, who cares about you don't cocaine? Care. When you're, yeah, what the heck? Yeah, you know, when you've smoked a fatty, exactly. you're, happy. you're happy. You don't care about heroin. No, and who needs that? No, and the 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 uh, snack food industry is the yeah. Maybe it's an anti-snack food industry thing with the Bush administration. We need better lobbyists for the snack food industry to to get in there and work. Aroma ghetto. In Pontecelle, neighborhood of Naples, Italy was burnt down by locals angry over a reported attempt by a Roma young woman. We should substitute gypsies is what we're talking about here. Gypsy. A young gypsy woman to kidnap a baby. Now, we don't know that she really, it was a reported attempt. Oh, my God. The, the incident demonstrated that when it comes to living together with the 10 million Roma, Europeans today have no better answer than the gypsy hunts of the Middle Ages. So that's what's going on in, in Europe right now. There's a lot of anti-gypsy sentiment. But it's just really. That, yeah. I mean, yeah. what is, we got 10 million uh, oh, Roma. Wow. Yeah. Congressional Democrats push forward with plans for a new GI Bill to give veterans returning from Iraq and Afghanistan money to go to college for four years. House Democrats want to pay for it with what they've dubbed a patriot tax on people earning more than $500,000. Yeah. <laughs> 
John McCain said the pro- proposal was too expensive and could encourage service members to leave the military. And if it passes, George Bush would be the first president in the in U.S. Yep. history to veto a GI Bill. Yeah, I was going to mention that later on because I wanted to say that uh, Jim Webb, yeah, who, oh, yes. who, who will probably be uh, the Democratic vice presidential nominee, I, think, I hope. I think Nathan and I feel feel politically yeah. and in other ways he really answers a I mean, lot of idealistically, questions. Idealistically, not Jim Webb, but politically, yeah. if you're going to run Barack Obama, you need somebody yeah. like Jim Webb who uh, served in Vietnam, who's a military guy, yeah. who's against the war in Iraq, who will stand up to John McCain right. and just smack him. Exactly. His son is currently serving in, and Webb's son is currently serving in the U.S. military. Yeah. I believe in uh, Iran, Iraq. I mean, um, but but <laughs> it could be Iran. Uh, well, could soon enough could be. By the way, in, in case you're wondering about the uh, sort of the general policy of the uh, the this government in terms of GIs, of uh, the veterans facilities are urged be, are, are being urged to not diagnose veterans with post traumatic yeah. stress disorder. They're being told by uh, a psychologist who works there that they should be uh, diagnosed with adjustment disorder. Now, the nice thing about that is if you're uh, diagnosed with that instead of uh, post-traumatic stress disorder, your eligibility for compensation uh, goes down dramatically. Well, what this really speaks to, I don't think, uh, don't mistake this for uh, a government who doesn't care about the military. Mistake the the truth of it is, is that the government doesn't have enough money. It's bankrupted. It it can't care for its military anymore. That's true. That's true. If you have 300, at least at this point, they're talking about 300,000 of these uh, men and women who've served in the military uh, as likely candidates for post-traumatic stress, post-traumatic stress disorder, which would be debilitating and would be very, very expensive. It's the Confederacy of Dunces again at work. Poorly run Pentagon program for providing workers compensation for civilian employees in Iraq and Afghanistan has allowed defense contractors and insurance companies to gouge American taxpayers. That's according to a House committee. Insurance companies alone have collected nearly $600 million in excessive profits over the last five years. And the Energy Department said that the United States has the ability to meet 20% of its electricity generation needs with wind by 2030. This is our Energy Department. That's a good thing. That's an I, mean, I would assume that we could do it by 2020 if we really put our minds to it, and we could probably up that to 30 or 40 percent if we right. really put our minds to it. And I really, really think that this would be a big job creator yeah. in, the, in the process uh, for, uh, for us. The Senate voted to nullify a Federal Communications Commission rule that allows media companies to own a newspaper and a television station in the same market. So the Senate is, is doing some smart things there. Mm-hmm. In California, the state Supreme Court has overturned a ban on gay marriage. In a 5-4 to four ruling, the court said state restrictions on same-sex marriages are unconstitutional. Yeah, I was reading a, an opinion on this opinion, and it was interesting, the tack that, this, that the uh, California Supreme Court took, which is a little bit different than the Massachusetts Supreme Absolutely. Court. Rational basis there you go. versus strict there you go. scrutiny. Yes, yeah. which, you- which makes it a much more forceful yeah. decision on their part. Because if there's any challenges to this yes. under California law, mm-hmm. which is strict scrutiny, mm-hmm. uh, the, the challenge itself can be uh, just thrown out. Mm-hmm. Whereas in Massachusetts, rational basis, it can be tried. It's, mm-hmm. a, lot, it's a lot easier to try the law. So this raises the, raises the bar, essentially. Raises the bar quite a bit, yeah. 
Well, well, there's progress to be made here. Yeah, so we're better than Massachusetts. Yeah, there you go. Tom Loeffler, the national finance co-chair for Senator John McCain's presidential campaign, resigned because of his lobbying ties. He is the fifth person to sever ties with the campaign amid a growing concern over whether lobbyists have too great of an influence over the Republican nominee. The thing I heard heard was that there are over 30 uh, lobbyists who are working uh, on the on the payroll of the McCain campaign. 30? And that this guy, Loeffler, is that how you say his name? Did I, say his I name? said Loeffler. Whatever. You know, he, he, he was a uh, lobbyist for at one point for Burma, for Myanmar. Myanmar. Yeah. Myanmar. Yeah. Whatever. Myanmar. 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 Whatever. And then there was a couple other guys. Myanmar. Were, Myanmar. Thank you. That's probably right. Uh, the uh, And then uh, these guys, these are sort of the uh, the uh, dirty dozen, the dirty two dozen of lobbyists in terms of the people that they've represented over there. Yeah. So. Senator Barack Obama drew the largest crowd of his campaign so far. Uh, that was on Sunday, addressing an estimated 75,000 people who had gathered on the banks of the Willamette River near Portland, Oregon. Amazing. 75, that was a, it was was a, a cool-looking crowd. It was a cool-looking crowd, yeah. great pictures. It, it made you—what I got out of it is, cool, people are interested in politics. Yeah, exactly. You know? Isn't this wonderful? People are interested in actually going outside and hearing someone talk. Exactly, yeah. They didn't and, uh, you need to just... leave to listen to some crap rock band, and <laughs> you know they could actually put words together in their mind and appreciate the the the, the great contribution that language has and, and what they might do with that language. You know, it's funny. I, I was I caught a little bit of Hannity last night talking about this. Well, you know, this is where there's a lot of lefties there in Oregon. And, and I was thinking, well, there's a lot of righties in Oregon, too. It's thinking, one of the most radicalized states. It's yeah, left and right. Yeah, and I was thinking to myself, I think uh, the uh, state of Oregon actually had laws against interracial marriage until like the 50s. Okay? This is the lefty money. But you're right. It's a yeah. very, very polarized state. So uh, and just uh, throwing out, uh, speaking of politics, I'm going to throw in a couple things here real okay. quick. One is that, uh, what about uh, George, George the... Uh, the dunce. I'm trying to think of the other word I wanted to use, but I can't say it on the air. We call him the disaster. Disaster. The yeah. master of disaster. George, <laughs> George uh, W. was in uh, was in Israel. Uh-huh. And he got a chance to inject himself into the domestic pol- political scene by by talking about appeasement. About we, we, we're um, talking about as the Nazi tanks crossed uh, Poland in 1939, an American senator declared, oh, yeah, "Lord, that, only uh, if I could have uh, uh, could have what is it? Uh, talk to Hitler." And all this might have been avoided. And then he talked, and then right after that, he talked about appeasement, and it just sounded like well, he was talking about. He was trying to uh, say that Barack Obama was appeasing the terrorists. Because he wants to talk with yeah. the, the president of but, Iran. Yeah, but anyone with half a brain knows that talking to someone is not appeasing. No, that's, that's the appeasing point. Appeasing is the, the important point was that what happened in World War II is, is that we, we essentially. Was it gave up Czechoslovakia? Yeah, they gave him Czechos, half of Czechoslovakia. Yeah. So I, I, that's called appeasement. Talking to Nazis is not appeasement. So Ronald Reagan was an appeaser, apparently. Yeah. Uh, Nixon was an appeaser, apparently. Absolutely. Uh, Robert Gates, as Secretary of Defense, is apparently an appeaser. So yeah. is a, a, like a whole slew. No, they're not appeasers, no, is the point. They're people who idiots. discuss things with the enemy, which is good. Yes. Well, you anyway, should discuss things with The nice things thing about it is enemy. suddenly Barack is in the game, he's on the part. President Bush has bring, brought him up to a level yeah. where it kind of it puts uh, it puts Hillary in the t- in the in the um, rearview mirror on all this stuff. Yeah, that's the nice part. And by the way, my dream ticket is Barack Obama and Al Gore, but but, <laughs> but Jim Jim Webb okay. would be fine. 
And finally, U.S. Air Force pilots were testing the advanced mission extender device. The result of a... (laughs) The what? Who's testing this? The advanced mission extender device. That would be U.S. Air Force pilots. Can I get one? You may get okay, one if you like. Are they commercially available yet? But uh, go ahead. Okay, go ahead. They they may be in the future. I, I <laughs> might. You might be able to go down to is, you know Kmart and pick I, one can up. Can I get a kit? I mean, is there some kind of a little advanced extender kit? The U.S. Air Force. Yes. Their pilots were testing the advanced mission <laughs> extender device. The result of a five million dollar program to replace unhygienic piddle packs with a system that converts urine into a gel. Weekly Signal's Weekly Review is broadcast every Tuesday on KUCI 88.9 FM, Irvine, California. To learn more about Weekly Signals or to download the podcast, visit our website at weeklysignals.com. And be sure to visit nathancallahan.com for daily readings and feature articles. Until next week, I'm Nathan Callahan. And I'm Mike Kaspar. And this is Weekly Signals. 